Rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You rule them with an iron scepter. You will dash them into pieces like pottery. Therefore, your kings, be wise, be warned. You rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, on page 966 in the Church Bibles. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, 
they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, Merry Christmas to you all. It's lovely to see you all this morning. Um, what I'd like you to do to start off with is to turn to the person sat next to you or the little group around you and ask them, what things do we enjoy at Christmas that we don't enjoy at any other time? So what do we enjoy at Christmas? You've got about 30 seconds to do that while I just get myself ready. That we don't enjoy at other times. Put your hands up and tell me. Yes. Sprouts, yeah, we never like sprouts throughout the whole year and we get to enjoy them at Christmas. Okay, what else? What else do we enjoy at Christmas? I heard loads of you talking. Yes, Rachel. Christmas crackers, yeah, absolutely. Christmas crackers. Anything else? Yes. Christmas trees, yeah, we don't put them up at any other time, yeah. Pigs in blankets. Well, they're a good all year round thing. Bacon and sausages, they're, yes. Christmas pudding, absolutely. Now, I've got a big Christmas cracker. Do you want to see my Christmas cracker? Yes. You want to see my Christmas cracker? Yes. All right, there we go. Okay. Now, I'm going to need a couple of volunteers to help me with my Christmas cracker. Okay. Now, I did say that it was a big Christmas cracker. Okay. So, can I have... Yes, come and, come and join me up the front. Okay, and who else? Let's pick someone else. Come on then, Tyler, come and join me. Now... What I need you two to do for me, okay, is you need to look out on this big church congregation and I need you to find the two big, strongest people in this church, okay? So look around and see, and see who looks big and strong. I mean, that guy over there with the uh, Christmas jumper on, with Father Christmas in the green top, he looks, he looks pretty strong. So go and find a couple of really strong people in this church and bring them back up here because we need to open this Christmas cracker. We're going to need some help to do it. Go for it. Go, go find someone big and strong. You can't choose me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. On this side, and what's your name? Nathan. Nathan, great, lovely. Okay, so what you need to do, guys, is, is to open this cracker, because inside it, there's some stuff that we need for the rest of this talk. Okay, now, what kind of stuff do we normally find in Christmas crackers? A hat? A rubbish joke? Some kind of stupid toy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so hopefully we're going to find some things inside this cracker. Okay, shall I take, shall I take this little fella? Do you, want, do you want to come to me, James? Oh, okay. Do you want to go with your sister then? Why don't you stand down there with your sister? There we go. Okay, now, be careful, right? Because there's, there's not much health and safety up here, okay? The elves, the elves are on their break, okay? So as you pull this, try not to fall off the stage, okay? We don't want any injuries this side of Christmas. Now, everybody, you've got a job to do as well. So once the cracker opens, you'll need to be the crack, okay? So you need to make a big bang as this happens. You up for that? Okay, here we go then. Do you reckon they can do it? Okay, here we go. So come on then, Nathan and Stuart, let's see. Okay, you might want to pull from this part as well, all right? So let's see if we can break it in the middle. 
Okay, ready? Go. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. That works. Okay, great. Lovely. Okay, let's just hide those in there so nobody can see what they are. That's great. Thank you very much. Give them a round of applause. Well done. Okay. The first thing that we have inside our Christmas cracker is a crown. No expense spared. Thanks, Mel, for making this for me yesterday. Okay, so we've got the king's crown. Okay. And in the Bible reading that we had, I'm going to pop that on there. Okay. In the Bible reading we had... The, the visitors who came to Jesus treated him like he was a VIP, like he was really important. Actually, more than that, they thought he was a king. Remember, they come and they, they ask the question, who is the one who's been born king of the Jews? And then when they find him, they present these gifts to him, gifts of gold and frankincense and of myrrh, gifts for a king. And do you know what? In a way, there's nothing special about that. There's lots of kings and there's lots of queens out there, but there's one big difference with King Jesus because his kingdom is going to go on forever and forever. Now one day Prince Charles is going to be king uh, and then uh, Prince William after that. It's a bit like fashions that we follow. Sometimes kind of fashions are in for a while and then they move out. They aren't the next in thing. It can be a bit like that with a mobile phone, can't it? You enjoy your phone for a little while, it's good for a while, then it gets old and slow. It's no longer the in thing. Or a bit like Strictly Come Dancing. Anybody, anybody been watching that? No? I think it's finished now, isn't it? I don't, I don't watch it. Um, but you wouldn't watch this year's programme next year. It was in this year, but next year you need something else to replace it. Here today, gone tomorrow. In for a while, but never lasts. Not like Jesus. His kingdom is going to last forever. And that's what the crown represents. God came in the person of Jesus to show us what his amazing kingdom uh, was going to be like. And he invites us to enter his kingdom with him. But how do we get there? How do we get to Jesus' kingdom? Well, that's the second thing that's inside this big cracker is uh, a magnet and a cross. Okay, a, a magnet and a cross. You see, it, it seems quite strange, doesn't it, on Christmas Eve to be thinking about the death of Jesus. Uh, why should we be thinking at all about Jesus dying? Isn't that something that we just think about at Easter? But Christmas is about a baby who's born and a baby who's born who's destined to die. He was born to die. In 1 Peter chapter 3, Verse 18, it says this. Christ Jesus, sorry, for Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. You see, Jesus died on purpose. He died to bring you to God. This is what the cross does. It's like a, the cross is like a giant magnet and it brings us to God. It's like a big attraction that brings us uh, to God, so that we can know God. The cross brings us to God. For everything that we've done in the past, actually that separates us from God. The lies that we tell, sometimes the greed in our hearts, the selfishness, and Jesus takes all that away as he dies for us on the cross. Now we can come to know God. Uh, we can know him and we can walk in his ways. And all this is possible because of what happened on that first 
Christmas Day, when we celebrate Jesus' first coming into the world. Well, I need someone, I need two more volunteers to help me with my next thing. Yes, Charlie, do you want to come up? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, do you want to come and help me? Yeah? Great. So in here, we've got our, we've got our Christmas motto, okay? Do you want to untie that for me? Now, once they've unraveled this, we're all going to say it together. Let's move this out of the way. Did you like my cracker? Yes. It's quite good, wasn't it? There we go. Can you take that end? Okay. Right. Why don't you come on to the, the step down? If you come on to that step there. Can you see that? Everybody see? Okay, right. You're going to need to come in front. I don't think they can see back there. If you come this way, that's it. Go down that step. That's it. Right. Now hold it up nice and high for me. That's great. Go this way a little bit more. That's it. Put it nice and tight. Okay, ready? Can we say this together? For nothing is impossible with God. That's a great Christmas motto. Okay, now you've got to keep on holding that for me, okay, because we're going to say that a few times. Okay, so let's just say that once again. That's the third thing that we find is our Christmas motto. Ready? For nothing is impossible with God. Just picture the scene, right? Mary has had this conversation with Joseph, and I think it would have been really, really awkward. And Mary's spoken to Joseph and said, Joseph, I'm pregnant. He'd have been like, what? What do you mean you're pregnant? They weren't married. She's pregnant. And then she then turns to him and says, the Holy Spirit's given me a baby. I mean, can you imagine the look on his face? I mean, how would he, how would he take that? It would have been a really difficult conversation to have. She's crackers, you could say. Or kind of, Joseph might have said. But, for nothing is impossible with God. He didn't believe her. He didn't believe her. But all his instincts within him told him this could not be possible. And then amazingly, he had a dream. And God revealed to him that actually this was all part of his plan, that it was true. That the king of heaven was coming as a baby into the world. That it would be possible. Remember, let's say this once again. For nothing is impossible with God. God did something that many people just consider to be outrageously impossible. But nothing's impossible with God. God can do the impossible. And do you know what's even more incredible than uh, the virgin birth? Is God becoming a man. Is God giving up the riches of heaven to become a baby that first Christmas morning. And he laid down his crown that's what he did. He laid down his crown of heaven to search us out. He came to search for us and to offer us the greatest present that first Christmas. Forgiveness. As he took up a new crown, the crown of thorns, and as he took up his cross to die. And do you know what? God knew all along that it was impossible for us to find him. It was impossible for us to find God. But he knew it was possible. Um, but he knew it was possible for him, the Lord Jesus, to come and find us. And that's what we remember at Christmas. Jesus coming to rescue, to come and find us. That's what we celebrate. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news to celebrate this year? That Jesus has come to seek us, to rescue us, and to save us. It's good news to celebrate. The king born on Christmas Day, his kingdom is going to last forever. The reason he came, he came to die. He was born that he would die, that he might rescue us 
that we might know him and enjoy him forever. He knew that we'd never look for him, so he sent out a search party to come and rescue us. And through the cross, it's a magnet that brings us to God. Nothing is impossible with God. Let's pray. Lord God, it's crackers to refuse you this year. Please help us to turn to you, to trust in you. Please, would the cross draw us to you? Would we live by the cross? Would we trust in the cross? Uh, And would we build our lives upon it? Please, would this Christmas be such an amazing celebration for each and every one of us as we remember Jesus' first coming and look forward to his second coming where his kingdom will have no end. Amen. Amen. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you.